This is it is written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me today. Well, you know how it goes. You get sick. You need some help. You go to the doctor, and the doctor writes you a prescription. You take it to the pharmacy or to the drugstore. You get your little bottle of magic. You take one three times a day, and given three or four or five days, you're back to good health. That's pretty typical for those of us living in the Western world. In Bible times, however, things were rather different. When we consider the Bible, we think of God as the great physician. And in the absence of cardiologists and rheumatologists and all the other ologists, people then had to deal with rudimentary methods of healing, or they dealt with God, the great physician. Today, we're going to talk about healing foods of the Bible. The thought is that perhaps the great physician has given us medication that we can get at other places than the drugstore, perhaps at the supermarket or right out of our garden. I'm being joined today by my special guest, Dr. John Westerdahl, a nutritionist from the Bragg Health Institute in Santa Barbara, Southern California. Dr. Westerdahl, thank you for joining me today. Great to be with you, John. Now, this idea of health and the Christian anyway. Why does it matter that Christians look after their health, that believers in God should look after their health? Well, you know, in the Bible it tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we need to take care of it, not defile that temple, but take good care of it and put good things into it is very important. Yeah, and, but, 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 I don't, I don't mind getting right in yeah. here, but it's my body. I can do whatever I want with it. Well, actually we were bought with a price. Jesus dying on the cross for us. It's not totally our body. God gave us this magnificent creation that we need to take care of. As a matter of fact, it says right in that very verse you were referencing, yeah. for you are not your own. That's right. So that idea that I can do whatever I want with my body because after all it's mine, it isn't yours really, is it? It really isn't. It belongs to God. It, we inherited it from God. Let me share a Bible sure. verse here that I think is very relevant to what we're talking about. How about that? Turn right to the page. Okay. Third John verse 2. And John, who wrote Revelation and wrote the Gospels, he wrote the Little Johns as well, three of them. Third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. That's right. And it's connected, because if we are healthy, we can communicate better with God, our minds are clearer, we're enjoying life. It's kind of hard to uh, be rejoicing all the time if you're sick. And by having good health, we have a clear mind. We can really enjoy a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. John made it very clear that there's a direct relationship between our physical health and our mental and spiritual health. There really is. It's really a holistic approach that the Bible is all about. Holistic with a W. Body, mind, and spirit. It is all related. And, and the things we're going to talk about today, the foods that we eat, have a direct relationship and helping us improve that health. Yeah, this looks pretty good. I'm yeah. not sure whether to talk to you or just, just <laughs> eat the set. There's a lot of food here to eat today and all healthy. Maybe a little bit of both. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that the Bible talks so much about health. Why do you think that is? This book, I believe is one of the greatest books ever written on total wellness, preventive medicine, lifestyle medicine. God's concerned about our health. He wants us to be healthy. Within the pages of the Bible, we see a lot of health principles given to us. So it's all there. And he wants us to take advantage of this so that we can live life more abundantly. Now, you mentioned something just a moment ago. You said 
lifestyle medicine. Yes. Now, what's that? Lifestyle medicine, it's a new emerging type of medicine that's coming into our country today. There's actually what we call the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, where there are physicians who are specializing in treatment with lifestyle, diet, exercise, stress management, spiritual wellness, as opposed to using just medications. Not that they won't use medications for emergencies or as needed with patients, but we are finding out more and more that the foods that we eat are healing to our bodies. If we eat the right type of diet, we can prevent, treat, and even reverse many of the diseases that are killing us today. Now, I have heard of people with diabetes yes. getting off their diabetes medication and seeing their adult onset diabetes going away. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people reversing heart disease. I, I, I must be responsible enough to say perhaps this isn't possible for everybody, right. but certainly for many people. There are some well-known physicians who have said that they can get, they can reverse heart disease without using medication in, in many instances. This is very exciting. Yes, it is. And it's very well documented in the medical literature. Lifestyle medicine, using lifestyle to treat diseases, to prevent diseases, and even, in many cases, even reverse the diseases. Now, it was Hippocrates that said, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. But yeah. if some of us were honest with ourselves and we went into the pantry or the food cupboard at home, we'd say, well, you know, those chocolate cookies aren't going to be much in the way of medicine. And so when Hippocrates said that, what foods was he referring to? He was talking about natural, whole, unprocessed foods. That's what he promoted with his own patients. He used nutrition with his patients. He used lifestyle medicine. You know, there are a lot of diets available today, and some of the well-known ones, South Beach, Atkins, Paleo, um, seafood, that is, seafood and eat it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but what about this Mediterranean diet? You hear a lot about that. It's hyped as, or promoted as being very good. Is it very good? And if it is, why? Well, the traditional Mediterranean diet is very good, and it is healing, uh, because it's a diet that's based on whole, unprocessed foods, mostly from plant foods. The types of fats that you find in the Mediterranean diet are the healthier types of fats in general as compared to the high saturated fats, high cholesterol foods that we eat in the Western countries. Well, there's a lot of food in front of us here, and I'm guessing that much of this is representative of the Mediterranean diet. I see figs, and I see dates, and I see grapes, and raisins, and grains, and good stuff. The healing foods of the Bible, we'll find out what they are specifically and how they can be a blessing to you with Dr. John Westerdahl in just a moment. The Bible tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants us to have good health. We need to take care of ourselves. The question is, how do we do that? Let me show you how with Healing Foods of the Bible, which I co-wrote with Dr. John Westerdahl. It's life-changing and health-saving. Healing Foods of the Bible. Call 1-800-253-3000 Write to the address on your screen or visit iiwoffer.com. Planning for your financial future is a vital aspect of Christian stewardship. For this reason, It Is Written is pleased to offer free planned giving and estate services. For information on how we can help you, please call 800-992-2219. Call today or visit our website, hislegacy.com 
Call 800-992-2219. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me today. With me is Dr. John Westerdahl, a nutritionist from the Bragg Health Institute in Santa Barbara, California. And today we're talking about healing foods of the Bible. I'm interested in the idea that foods can actually heal, like medicine. So in front of us here, okay. there's all kinds of different foods. Let's talk about what you have and uh, how and why it's healing. Well, here you go. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. You've heard that? That's good for good for non-doctors, not so good for doctors, though, I suppose. That's right, because an apple is an amazing food, because when you eat these apples, you can lower your cholesterol. They are high in soluble fiber that actually binds cholesterol and helps you remove that from the body. And studies have shown that people who have a couple apples a day in their diet can reduce their cholesterol by as much as 10%. That's pretty good. And the other amazing thing about apples is they're high in what we call polyphenol antioxidants. These are substances that are naturally occurring primarily in the skin of the apple that have anti-cancer properties, heart disease prevention properties. They prevent the oxidation or the aging of the cells in the body. There's some wonderful things and, you know, this is uh, true. Apple Day keeps the doctor away. Very good. Apples, wonderful. And uh, an apple is certainly biblical. We read about apples in the Bible many, yes. many times. Okay, yes. a healing food of the Bible. What else we got? So the next one is apricots. And by the way, when you read in the Bible, when it talks about um, golden apples, it's probably an apricot. They're very rich in the what we call carotenoids, beta carotene, which makes it that bright yellow color. These, these pigments that you find in apricots also have anti-cancer properties. And it's a great food for overall health. And it's great and delicious, too. Now, let me ask a question about color. You should eat foods of different colors, correct? And, and, and if I'm right, why is that? I recommend eating a rainbow of colors of food because all these different colors in food, God has put these colors in all these different foods and they all have special benefits. The more colorful the diet, the better it is for you as opposed to the, the white bread and the white sugar and all those white refined foods where all the color's been taken away. Well, a lot of those nutrients have been taken away. So most scientists and nutritionists will tell you to eat a colorful diet with lots of fruits and vegetables. Uh, all right, good. Okay, what else we have? The other is a Bible grain, barley. And barley in the Holy Land and in, in the Middle East is considered a heart medicine. Okay. Amongst the common people, because it is high in soluble fiber, which can actually help you lower your cholesterol. Barley has been shown to lower the bad type of cholesterol, what we call the LDL cholesterol, and actually help and increase the good cholesterol, the good guy cholesterol, called HDL cholesterol, the high-density lipoprotein cholesterol. Now, isn't that also true of oats, oatmeal, porridge, yes. where, I, where, I, where I grew up? Oats is another grain that has some similar properties as far as cholesterol-lowering benefit. So when the Bible was talking about barley, it was talking about something that didn't just make a good biblical point. But it was good for you. It was. It is. And can help to reverse significant disease. Yes, and it's a very rich source of antioxidants, particularly what we call tocotrienols, which is related to vitamin E. How do you eat barley? Many people are wondering, what, what, what do I do with this? Do I put it in a stew? Do I fry it? Uh, can I, can, no, I, you can, can I bread it and deep fry it? No, you don't want to do that. No, but right. you, can, you can use it and make a flour with it and use it in grains and, and different types of healthy bakery-type products. Also, just cooking barley up is really good. It's very good to add as a, just as a cereal, and you'll find, of course, barley a lot in vegetable soups. 
What's next? What have we got? Well, the next one is nature's candy, dates. Well, dates, of course, are very high in uh, calories from natural sweets, but they're very high in nutrients as well, like potassium, magnesium. They're a very good source of dietary fiber. This is a healthier sweet than candy. Healing foods of the Bible. So far, apples, they're good. Um, apricots, they're wonderful. Barley, that's good stuff. Dates, they're magnificent. This all tastes good, and it's extraordinarily good for you even to the point of being healing. Healing Foods of the Bible will be back with more in just a moment. Every Word is a one-minute Bible-based daily devotional presented by Pastor John Bradshaw and designed especially for busy people like you. Look for Every Word on selected networks or watch it online every day on our website, itiswritten.com. Now, I have no idea how companies actually do this research, but a survey of 2,000 adults in the United Kingdom found that people there spent more time sitting on the toilet than they spend exercising. Three hours and nine minutes a week on the throne versus 90 minutes a week exercising. A quarter of the people exercise only 30 minutes or less, which is surprising. If you're trying to figure out how a person can spend 189 minutes a week and you're going that seven days times, how long would that take? You've got to factor in smartphones, which are driving up the amount of time people spend, you know. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Might be time to get a little more exercise. Might be time we looked after ourselves a bit better. And where did you watch this? I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word. This is It Is Written. Thanks for joining me today. In the Bible, the wise man urged us to eat for strength. And the same book, the Holy Bible, reveals to us that there are healing foods, foods that you can eat that taste good and are good for you, even to the point of helping you combat some pretty significant diseases. Dr. John Westerdale, tell me about some more healing foods of the Bible. Well, another one is figs, and that can be dried like this or also fresh. These figs are, of course, very sweet. They're almost like a candy as well. But they're a very good source of potassium. They're a very good source of the soluble fiber to also lower your cholesterol. And uh, they're a wonderful food. So, they can be incorporated in many different types of foods. Jesus cursed the fig tree, but I'm sure in many times he ate figs and blessed other fig trees as well. I believe he did. These are real good things. Okay, so figs, biblical, good for you. What else? And then garlic, one of my favorite uh, vegetables. Garlic actually was a food and a medicine with the children of Israel long before Moses led them. And uh, what's exciting about garlic is it's a heart-healthy food. It's been shown in a number of studies to help you lower your bad LDL cholesterol and increase the good HDL cholesterol. It prevents blood clotting has antibacterial properties and is listed as one of the top anti-cancer foods. Fantastic. I like that. All right. And then we have grapes and also raisins. Do you think the grapes that were brought back from the Promised Land were that size or a little bit bigger? I think they were a lot bigger. They're a little and bigger. Okay. It's amazing how big some of these grapes are. Yeah. But grapes uh, are rich in antioxidants and phytochemicals. One of the ones that we know of, uh, particularly the red grape in the skins and even the seeds, is resveratrol, mm -hmm. which is considered a very healthy antioxidant that you find in the grapes. So, so far, you know, out of everything we've talked about, you have to cook the barley and you probably wouldn't want to eat too much raw garlic. 
But all the rest of these things, not very expensive, some of it positively inexpensive, and they, they taste good. And they taste good, and they yeah. add a lot of great flavor to food as now, well. There are many people who are not convinced that leafy green vegetables can taste good. I beg to differ. You've yeah. got their collard greens and curly kale. That's right. And spinach by the look of it. And, you know, Popeye showed us all you need to do is eat that stuff and get big muscles. That's right. And the in the Holy Land, they ate a lot of green vegetables with their diet. And these things are high in antioxidants. They're high in lutein, which is the antioxidant that's good for your eyes also. You can put it in different types of recipes and flavorful soups and get all these healthy nutrients from the green. And what's popular now is a lot of people are putting these in smoothies mixed with apple juice and a little banana, and they're getting their greens in their diet that way in a nice flavorful way. Drinking their greens. Drinking their greens. All right. Now, I know there's more. There are more healing foods of the Bible. There's a lot more to share. Okay. We'll be back with those healing foods of the Bible. We'll find out exactly what they are and how you can enjoy them and be blessed by them. More in a moment. The Bible tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants us to have good health. We need to take care of ourselves. The question is, how do we do that? Let me show you how with Healing Foods of the Bible, which I co-wrote with Dr. John Westerdahl. It's life-changing and health-saving. Healing Foods of the Bible. Call 1-800-253-3000, write to the address on your screen, or visit iiwoffer.com. Thank you for remembering that It Is Written exists because of the kindness of people just like you. To support this international life-changing ministry, please call us now at 800-253-3000. You can send your tax-deductible gift to the address on your screen, or you can visit us online at itiswritten.com. Thank you for your prayers and for your financial support. Our number again is 800-253-3000. You could visit us online at itiswritten.com. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me. In the last couple of minutes, my guest, Dr. John Westerdahl, has rushed off to the grocery store and rushed back again with more healing foods of the Bible. And they look great. I see hummus and pistachios and honey and olives, some of my favorite foods. How are these healing foods of the Bible? Well, they're all great, and they're delicious and nutritious. And we're going to start off with the first ones. And these are beans, peas, and lentils. These are the fava beans from the Holy Land that were used quite often, and the white beans that were used often in biblical times, as well as the lentils. And these beans, peas, and lentils are very rich sources of vegetable protein, high levels of protein, without all that cholesterol and saturated fat you get from meat products and so forth. And uh, they are also, one of the other benefits with this is they're high in that soluble fiber. So not only do they have no cholesterol or saturated fat in them, they have a fiber that helps you lower your cholesterol because of the soluble fiber. Something about fibrous foods too, you eat them and you feel more full than if you're eating foods that lack fiber and are just kind of empty. That's right. And the one thing they're finding out more in the research today is eating more beans is very helpful for diabetics trying to keep their blood sugar under control. Correct. Now, one of the foods that, uh, uh, another type of bean, actually, legume, is is uh, garbanzo beans. And, of course, you make hummus with that. Mm. And that's one of the traditional Bible foods, healing foods, that was used in ancient times as a, as a garnish or a relish, I should say, to use with like that whole wheat 
pita bread. Now, in some places, we call these chickpeas. Yes, chickpeas is another common name for them. But as long as you can call the end product hummus, you're doing okay. That's this right. This is fantastic stuff. Yeah, it really is. Okay, and it's not hard to make. It's easy to find, not too expensive to buy by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Add to that some pita bread and you're good to go. You really are. And this is good for you. And it's good for you as well. In Bible times or in, in, and in the Mediterranean part of the world, they eat this. They eat that all the time. It's just, it's a staple. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next Okay, the next one, one is a grain, and this is millet. When someone tells you they eat like a bird, they're probably eating millet because that's what bird seed is. Mm -hmm. But millet is used in many bread products. It's a grain in itself that you can cook up and make as a hot cereal. And it's a very good source of fiber and also provides some vegetable protein as well. And what, what, I, can, what I can see here is that if somebody's eating stuff they know is just not real good, you can substitute some things out and some things in to take their place. Yes. And just simple changes result in really good benefits to the health. Right. Getting a wide variety of foods is important. And, you know, choose the ones that you like and try different recipes. Now, of course, since the Garden of Eden times, nuts were eaten uh, all the time by in the Middle East in the Bible times. We got pistachios, as you mentioned, walnuts, almonds. All these were favorite nuts and are still used traditionally in the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Very good for you. They taste wonderful. Uh, walnuts loaded with omega-3s, which are uh, yes. good in, in combating cancer and, and other illnesses as well. Yes, they have the healthy types of fats and antioxidants, particularly vitamin E. Great. And, of course, there's olives and olive oil when you think of the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. is very important. All types of different olives were eaten. Olive oil and olives, of course, it has the heart-healthy type of fat. When you look for an olive oil, you want to make sure you get, ideally, organic, extra virgin olive oil. First cold press is really important. Mm -hmm. So it's a healthier type of fat, monounsaturated fat. And also with olive oil, you see this one here from Greece, has, you see it's cloudy. Yeah. That means it's unfiltered and unrefined. Many of the olive oils you get in the market are filtered so they're clear, but you're losing a lot of those important healthful benefits when you, when you refine the olive oil. I'll give this back to you. Is okay. there a wrong way to use oil? I mean, should I deep fry my candy bars in this, in this good, unfiltered Greek olive oil? No, that would ruin this Greek olive oil. In fact, it would damage it and destroy a lot of the health properties that you find in it. How should I eat so, it? If you use olive oil first cold pressed, Lower temperatures, like on your uh, your salad-type foods, is very good. But if you do it with cooking, use it at low-temperature cooking because okay. cooking high temperatures with oils really destroys it. And clearly, there's a way to eat that doesn't contribute to your overall well-being. Right. So that's why we're talking about healing foods of the Bible today, and these are all the good things. Then we have leeks, and okay. that's a famous Jewish food, right? And onions. The Welsh love leeks. And these have a lot of the similar properties that I mentioned earlier with garlic. They have antibacterial properties, they have heart-healthy properties, and of course, the great thing about onions and leeks, they add great flavor to your recipes. Oh yeah, they smell great. Then comes pomegranate, and pomegranates are an anti-aging food that has become very popular lately, and it's what's nice, you can get the pomegranates and cut it open and try to get these little uh, insides out, but now you can go to the grocery store and they're all opened up for you and you can buy them oh, yeah. all peeled and all that for you. Mm. And of course pomegranate juice is another concentrated way of getting it and that's also very popular these days. Pomegranates are high in antioxidants and uh, particularly uh, elagic acid which seems to have some anti-cancer properties as well as heart health benefits as well. Now I see in front of you have wheat 
and then bread, which is the product of wheat. So yes. what is it about wheat that's particularly good for us? Well, wheat has a lot of B-complex vitamins. It has a lot of fiber. And you got to get the whole wheat bread and whole wheat to make sure you get that fiber. And it has some other interesting antioxidants that be, can be beneficial to our heart health as well. And of course, wheat provides a lot of good, healthy calories to our diet. What we know, just to reiterate here, a lot of people who are sick today wouldn't be if they had adopted a healthy diet earlier in their lives. Yes. So we're encouraging people today to, 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 to really preserve their health, eat well, live long, and prosper. That's right. All right, the Bible way. Okay. The Bible way. And then we have honey. There's one thing the Bible talks about. A little bit of honey is good for you, but too much can make you sick. Mm -hmm. It adds a lot of great flavor and sweetness to foods and your recipes and putting on some foods, but use it in moderation. And in the Bible, God used honey as a symbol of good things, even a symbol of his law, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb we read in the Word of God. Now, I'm fascinated because in the Bible, there's actually a bread recipe. There is. No kidding. I'm going to read it. It's in Ezekiel chapter 4. Ezekiel 4, 9. Take thou also unto thee wheat and barley, and beans, and lentils, and millet, and fitches, and put them in one vessel, and make thee bread thereof, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie on thy side. And he specifies those days, and the fitches is spelt, another grain, and we have it here. Lentils, and millet, and spelt, and wheat, and barley, and those beans there. That's right. And here's the bread. Uh, the recipe found in Ezekiel 4 and verse 9. Smells good and it tastes great. Great. Ezekiel 4, 9. Who knew that God put a bread recipe right there in the Bible? Well, some did. Most people have no idea. That's right. And these are healing foods of the Bible. They are, John. And we want to get much of these types of varieties of foods in our diet every day so that we can enjoy good health and wellness. Mm -hmm. It's important, too, because that's God's plan for us. It is to live well in this world, to enjoy good health in this world, to fend off as many illnesses and diseases as we can. If we live longer, we have more time to donate and dedicate to God. Correct. If we live healthier, we have more energy to give to God. If we uh, adopt God's diet, healthy body, healthier mind, we can hear God's voice better. Isn't that true? That's right. And Jesus in John 10 verse 10 said, one reason he came to this world is that we might have life and have it more abundantly, not less. Too many of us are ripping ourselves off because we're not eating the healing foods of the Bible. Dr. Westerdahl, thank you for joining me today. This has been a blessing. Great being with you today, John. And I'm hungry now. <laughs> I am too. But let's pray because some of us have got some work to do in our diet and all of us want to enjoy the blessing of God. Let's thank Him for these healing foods of the Bible. Our Father in heaven, we are grateful that you have put into these wonderful natural things the very things we need to do well in this world. Right there on the shelves of a supermarket or in the gardens that grow where we live, you have loaded into these wonderful things, health and wellness in such a way that it will bless us in this world and into the world to come. So guide and bless us, please. I want to thank you for providing that which you have provided, the healing foods of the Bible. May they bring healing and life to us. I pray with thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad you've joined us today. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.